Hey y'all, welcome back to season two of Yeah But Are You Listening? I'm Ovi and I'm glad you've tuned into this journey. I've created this space to push you to be authentic, to be transparent, and to do it scared. Let's get to it. Hey y'all, we are about halfway through season two already. And this season, a little different from last season, there has been a lot of collaboration. So um, almost every episode, if you've been listening and keeping up, you know that there has been a guest. Um, So I thought I'd hop on here this week and say, hey, like I have not talked to y'all just by myself in a few weeks. Um, And I want you to know that I miss you, um, that I have been recording. There are more episodes to post. Um, I started this week with season two Um, Not this week. I started this season with a vision of how I wanted it to look. Um, And it's 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 panning out that way. Um, But I don't know that I that I thought about or that I realized how much I might miss just talking to you guys. Um, And I will admit, like having somebody else to talk to um, on here is definitely a vibe. So um, I have a couple more episodes already recorded. Um, I have some already in the work, so there'll definitely be more conversations with people. Um, having said that, if there's something that you are interested in hearing about, or if there's something you want me to talk to somebody about, or you want me to seek somebody out so we can chat so y'all can hear it, um, please let me know. Shoot me an email. Um, send me a DM. Many of y'all have my uh, phone number. You can just send me a text. Um But I also kind of wanted to update you on how things are going. A lot of people have been asking me how the journey is since I shared that I took a job uh, 3,000 miles away from home. And so I thought I'd use this opportunity to not only check in and say hey, but to also kind of update you on the journey, talk to you a little bit about um, what's coming up for the rest of season two so far. Um, And like just check in. So um, let me start by saying, we kicked off merch, uh, merchandise. So we kicked off t-shirts a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month or two ago. And yo, y'all have been showing out. So people have been ordering the shirts. People have been posting pictures in the shirts. Um, and I really, I, it, um, it has impacted me in a really odd way, right? Because yeah, the Do It Scared shirt is branding, right? For the podcast, but more than that, it's a representation of y'all taking you taking me with you on your journeys and like y'all being with me on mine. And so that in itself has been super empowering. Um, it's one thing for people to wear a shirt with your podcast name across the front, which is cool too. Like, don't get it twisted. I love the Yeah, But Are You Listening shirt. But the Do It Scared shirt just hits different. Like, it's just such a representation of, of, of mutual journeys, and I'm grateful. So for those of you that have gotten a shirt, um, for those of you who plan to get a shirt, for those of you who don't care about a shirt, um, just know that I see you and that I appreciate it and that it does not go unnoticed. Um, 
and that it means a lot to me and that it is not about the the few dollars <laughs> as I if y'all listened to the last podcast with Chantel you know that like I haven't made any money off the shirts so I am not um plugging the shirts or or excited that y'all got one because it's making me rich because it is not I am continuing to fail at that. I keep saying that it is going to be at the top of my list of things to do in terms of make changes to the site. Um, But things have just been really crazy. And I think about it now, right? Like while I'm talking about it, I can't pause the recording to update the price of the shirt. So anyway, just know that me thanking you guys for supporting the journey and for repping the journey, repping your own journey is genuine and not because I'm getting rich because I'm not getting rich. Um, all right, moving right along. So you guys know I took the job in Oregon. Um, it has been professionally very easily one of the best decisions that I could have made, right? So I am already growing. I am already um, being stretched. I am already being utilized in ways that I have not been utilized up until now and probably would not have been if I had not made the the shift. Um, it is an amazing feeling to walk into a room well, when we're in a pandemic. So no, I'm not walking into too many rooms these days, but to um, log on to a meeting and have your presence in the meeting shift the room. Um, Some of you may not really understand what that means because I don't know that I would have understood what that meant until it happened. And I don't mean shift the room in a way that's like everybody sit up straight, the principal's here. I mean shift the room in a way that's like, hmm, there is excellence in the room. Like, like, and not to say, like, I don't even... I'm not even going to say not to toot my own horn because I am kind of tooting the horn a little bit like um, because I earned that. And it is a really invigorating feeling for other people to regard your knowledge and your talent and your experience um, as valuable. Right. So to be in a room with other people and you're speaking and they are listening. And they're valuing what you bring to the table and they respect what you bring to the table Um, is a space that I think we all deserve to be in. And it's scary. Like, I'm not going front. It's scary to um, not only have like taken the job, given the significance of the move, but it's scary to be in that seat knowing that people expect a certain level from you at all times, knowing that your opinion has that amount of weight, right? So you say pull the trigger, the trigger gets pulled. Or, you know, there may be five other people in the room that um, that weigh in one way and you say, mm, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree with that. And knowing that you speaking up saying, I don't agree with that could shift the entire room. Like that is a lot of weight. Um, Today, as a matter of fact, I was in a meeting um, and keep in mind, like the meetings that I'm having these days are with leadership. Like I'm, we're not talking about, and I'm not, I'm not negating the importance of folks that are not in leadership because obviously everyone has a role to play at every level. But I just mean um, these meetings are with leadership, right? And so we're in a meeting. Um, there were, I want to say six of us on the call. Um, 
and we were having a round table about how to handle a situation, how to handle something. And, you know, they were going on and on about what they wanted to do next. And I didn't agree. Um, and so I was quiet, you know, because I also understand that while I may not agree or while I may have a difference of opinion, it's also incumbent upon me to be respectful of the other opinions, right? Because I have my own opinion. I have my own viewpoint, but that doesn't make it right. That also doesn't necessarily take into account the reasons why other people in the room may feel that way. So I may think we need to go right, but that's because I don't understand the history of going right. Right. So anyway, we're in the meeting and at the end, I, you know, they, they were like, well, Ovi, what do you think? Which is what is happening more and more often, even when I'm quiet. Um, well, what do you think? And so I spoke up and I said, so it's probably going to be no surprise that I'm going to go against the grain here, but this is what I think we should do. And here's why. Right. So that's the other part of what has become very valuable for me and to me and what I want to pass along is like, go against the grain. Do not be scared. Do not be scared to go against the grain. Like do it scared, but be able to back that up. So I gave my opinion of what I thought we should do, why I thought what, why I thought we should do things the way I suggested. Um, and although, and, and then, and so we, we ended up kind of coming up with a compromise between what I thought and what they thought. But what I will say is it ignited a discussion about why their way potentially wasn't best. Um, because I had a viewpoint that many of them didn't have. And it's not just about race, although uh, now more days, more often than not, my, my viewpoint is about race. But, um, but just, just about experience and some things that I have experienced just here recently um, that shifted my opinion on that particular topic. And so, you know, I, I, the experience continues again, continues to grow me and shift me in a way that I could not have imagined. Um, to like to give another example, um, so I'm out here, right? I'm out here right now for a week, every month, one week. Um, and the reality is like, there aren't any people out here that look like me or there, I won't say any, there are very, very few people out here that look like me. Um, and it's challenging, right? So there aren't any with where I work. Um, there are very few where I work. Um, I am very often the only person of color on a call, in a meeting, um, in a room, at the grocery store. Uh, I went to Safeway today and there was an older black woman um, that was my cashier and she told me I looked clean. Um, and she was, she, it was, it was, um, it was interesting because there was a sense of pride in the way she spoke to me. She told me, um, you, you're not, you know, you can't be from around here. I've never seen you before. Um, and I, I wasn't, I was buying, I think I was buying wine and salad, right? Cause that's what you need to be productive. Um, but she said, uh, she told me I was pretty. Um, but that was after she said, you know, you're, you're not from here. Um, are you just visiting? And I said, well, you know, I am, but I, I work here. I'll be in the area um, permanently, you know, in a few months. Um, and she said, you, you look clean. And I wasn't, I wasn't really sure 
how to take that. Nobody's ever told me I look clean before. Um, but you know, it was a there was a sense of pride in her voice. I was um coming from work, so I was, you know, dressed, you know, I I guess I looked clean. I was, you know, in in a dress and um in flats, like um and she went on to say, you know, I like it a lot. Um and so there was just it's it's hard to explain without having like you guys having been there, but there was just this sense of it almost felt like she was saying, we are not here often and, and I appreciate the way you are showing up. And, you know, I laughed on the inside because I think about back home, like, like not so much me because I don't really, um, I don't really move like that. But like thinking about how we go to the grocery store. Well, I, you know what? I take that back. I will go to the grocery store in sweats and flip flops. I do not go to the grocery store with my head tied up and in my pajamas. So there is a very fine line. Um, but it did cause me to think about like how we show up for ourselves, um, how we represent out here in the community and whatever communities that we're in. And the fact that we don't even really think about how that presents to someone else, how someone else feels like we are representing whatever it is we're representing, right? Our race, our gender, our culture, um, who we are, where we work. Um, and that's not to say like, like if we are being a transparent, which y'all know how I feel about that. Like I don't always, so I don't wear makeup. Most of you that know me in real life know I don't wear makeup. You might catch me in a gloss and maybe some mascara. That's about all I got the talent and the energy to do on a regular basis. And that's not even regular. Like I don't like my lips to be dry. So my lips are going to be glossed up and that's pretty much it. If it's date night or it's time to go out, I'm going to hit you with a quick mascara. Um, and let's just and it might then I'm the lips might be colored and glossy, but but that's all you get from me. Um, but outside of that, I don't I you know don't like I am the girl that will throw on um, some sweats, a t shirt, sometimes a bra, cause like they don't they aren't really big enough to warrant a bra all the time. So anyway. Um, you know, and I will run out to Target or I'll run out to the grocery store, you know, but I'm not, it doesn't take me an hour to get dressed. I don't need on a full face to just go get some eggs. Um, but I do think in those moments, there are times that I run out to the store and typically it's Alana that shades me and it's like, you going out like that? And it doesn't even, you know, it's usually matching, right? I don't look, I don't look ridiculous and I don't have on pajamas, which I, which I thought was, a, was an accomplishment. But, you know, I don't really think about how you represent in this world. Um, and today it was a reminder for me to be conscious of that, like not just when I'm here, because I am conscious of that when I'm here, because I understand that I am in the the absolute minority. So to give you some perspective on that, um, we were I was I was in a meeting the other day, actually another meeting, and I asked like, what is the the employee African American population like? So not in the community. So the community, I think in the city has about a 5%. I think there are 5% of black people in the community. Um, there are a little bit larger, maybe 10 or 12% like Latin, um, other people of color, Asian. Um, everybody else is white. Everybody else here is white. Everything's white. Snow's white. People are white. The grocery store is white. Like everything's white. Mountaintops are white. It's all white. They even rented me a white car. This time I'm driving a white Corolla. So everything here is white. 
Um, so I am cognizant of how I represent here when I'm here, when I'm visiting. Um, and it is a concern for me because when I move here, I will no longer be visiting, right? So like, for example, um, tonight I was in a, a five-hour budget meeting and I needed to go to Target because um, I need a t-shirt. I need a shirt, not a t-shirt. I need a shirt for work um, because the weather here this week is amazing. It is hot and I love it. Um, the weather, the other times I have been here has not been hot. So it's very difficult to pack. Um, so I needed a shirt and I didn't really feel like getting dressed all over again. Um, and so I was just going to throw on some sweats and my Crocs. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't think I'm going to go to Target like that today. Um, I'll just go tomorrow on my way home from work. Or, you know, once I come home and have changed out of my work clothes into some other clothes, I'll go to Target. But the 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 interaction with that that lady today in the grocery store definitely bought to the forefront of my mind um, a realization about being more conscious about how we represent. Um, here, at home, just in general, like, you can't be out here in these streets doing any old thing, you know, or or looking any old way and expect for people to regard you in a way. Now, having said that, that's not to say that you got to have a full face to go to the grocery store. You got to be out here in your, your, you know, Sunday's finest, Sunday's best just to get eggs or you got to have one, you know, five inch heels or or a full suit for people to respect you um, because I don't believe that either. But I also think there's a fine line between that and showing up at the grocery store in your pajamas um, or going to Walmart in your pajamas or being at the mall in your pajamas or being out in the street and, you know, you got your pants sagging so low that you need a belt around them that's tied, like cutting off the circulation in your thighs, which I never understood anyway. Like you can't even walk. I don't, I, anyway, that's another another story. But um, so that that's kind of where we are. Uh, professionally, things are great. Um, I am, I have been pleasantly surprised. Um, I feel like, I don't feel like the token, although I probably am to many degrees. Um, but what has been interesting is everyone here is super helpful. Um, my calendar for this week has a coffee, a lunch and two dinner dates, um, and I, by like like coworkers, I'm not talking about dates. Dates. Um, it's like everybody wants my time. Um, everybody wants to be connected. Um, I was in um, a diversity meeting yesterday, and I spoke up about about how they were doing one of their processes. And it wasn't even a criticism. They asked for my opinion and I spoke up about, you know, how we might be able to improve the process a little bit more to be more inclusive. Um, and one of the young ladies leading the meeting messaged me during the meeting to say, you know, so really nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Um, please, can we go get coffee? Um, and that is happening more often than not. Uh, people want to have coffee. People want to just have in just regular conversations. These are not like, let's have coffee. Can you tell me about being black conversations? They're just regular conversations. Um, so much so that my antennas are up because everybody is super nice. And so, but the reality is like, everybody's not super nice. So anyway, for those of you that have inquired about how the journey is going, it's going well professionally. Things are great. 
I'm growing, I'm being stretched, I'm learning, I'm teaching. Um, it's really an amazing opportunity to make a difference, to make an impact. And I am loving that part of this journey. The part that I'm not loving so much is 3,000 miles is far, y'all. It's far. Like, it is far. It is, um, it is, there is not a straight plane ride here. There's not a, a one way, what's it called? Uh, there's not a direct flight. I'm like, what is the term? Um, so it is a, it is a two flight trip. Um, it's about six hours or so, five or six hours. Um, it's pretty taxing to make the trip either way. At this point, all of my children have been out here with me at least once. Lana has been out here twice. They all love it. Out here, Michael um, just left today and I cried all the way back to work. Um, it is difficult to be 3,000 miles away. This was my first Mother's Day that I spent away from my mom and all of my children. Michael was here with me. And I'm so glad because I don't know mental health-wise if I'd have been able to make it. And it's really difficult. It's really difficult to, um, you know, in a lot of ways, to be choosing me over everything and kind of everyone else. It is a difficult space. It's a difficult thing to settle into. Um, it's a difficult thing to continue to choose every day because that's what's happening. I'm having to continue to choose that decision every day. And it's it's hard. Um, and so I just, you know, the conversations I'm having are like, just choose it today. Like, let tomorrow worry about itself. You just choose it today. So, you know, mental health wise, there's, you know, continue, there continue to be a lot of tears, a lot of prayers. Um, because it's, it is very hard to have one side of the coin being, go, being, it is very hard to have one side of the coin going so well and have the other side of the coin feel like, um, to be so incredibly lonely, um, even when you're surrounded by lots of people, right? So I'm here, I have people that want to meet with me, that want to take me to dinner, that want to buy coffee, that, you know, want to connect. People that want to genuinely, some of them genuinely want to be friends, right? Um, but the challenge is like, those are not my people. Like my people are at home. Um, and I don't just mean my immediate family, although they are at the tippity top of the my people list. I mean like my extended friend, my extended family and my friends, um, of all races and genders, um, those are my people. And it's difficult to walk away from that. And so I continue to fight that battle every day. Um, I'm continuing the do it scared journey. It is, it is, um, it's not easy. It's not easy. And I've said before that like imposter syndrome continues to meet me at every turn. Like there is at least two to three times a day that I am in a room or in a meeting or the other day uh, I was talking to the police chief. I talked to him several times actually about a few a few different things. Um, and so there are several times that, you know, that um, that I have those, is this real moments, right? So I sent an email to the police chief and he calls me within five minutes. Um, and it's not because like I've got a pending court case or because, you know, my child has been shot, thank God, or because anything's wrong. Um, and it's not because I'm a community activist, right? Um, I 
text with the city manager on a regular basis. You know, I'm in rooms with the the top people in the city. Like today I was on a call with, with city council and the mayor. Um, and so this is not to like name drop or this is not about, um, hey, look at me. I'm doing all these wonderful things. It's about, you know, what I'm hoping people that are listening will take from this is, you can do anything you want. You can do anything you put your mind to. And when you show up in those rooms, just behave like you belong. Uh, fake it till you make it. That, that is what is, that is, what is um, resonating for me right now. So, on, you know, when, I'm, when I was on the call the other day with, his name is Mike, with Chief Krantz, um, you know, I had some like, shit, are you kidding me? moments but like I didn't say that to him right I, I acted like I talked to the police chief all the time right we homies um and I would just encourage you to just when when the imposter syndrome shows up just talk through it act like act like it's it's not even there and it's hard and even if you hang the phone up or you end the call or you you know sign off the email and you have to be like did that really happen like while you're in the room, be in the room. Um, that's something that I'm I am learning, and I continue to fight. But the more that I show up in the room, the more that I, you know, continue to earn my spot. The more that I, you know, give respect and get it in return. The more often that I show up on calls. So of course we're in a pandemic, right? So all the calls are virtual, and out here they don't play that. Turn your camera off. So like. It's go mode every time. So I will say that it's nice to log into a meeting and immediately when people log on to the meeting, they're smiling. Hey, Ovi. Um, and so what I have decided is that I'm here to bring joy. I am here to bring expertise, knowledge, opinion, experience, but I'm also here to bring joy. And so what I'm going to do for as long as I'm here is bring joy. Um, so anyway, I, you know, that's the journey. That's how the journey's going. Uh, you guys know how it started. That's how it's going. Um, one of my girlfriends, Chantel was helping me look for, uh, we were looking on dating sites, um, earlier to just see if I could find some black people to connect with, not even for dating, but just for a community. And we failed. There were, there were really none. Um, there aren't any. So we're going to continue to, you know, look at that. So if anybody has any extra time, if anybody knows anybody in the little old city of Bend, Oregon, like shout them out, you know, help me, help me link. Um, I'd appreciate that. Trying to see what else. Oh, 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 lastly. So before I, before I end this one, um, let me kind of clue you guys into the rest of season two. So um, the connections have been amazing. Um, the feedback has been amazing. So we dropped last week the episode with Chantel and I talking about support and we've gotten a ton of response from that. Just people kind of lots of amen corner. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back, check it out, check your support, check your circle. You know, if you've got people in your circle that aren't cheering for you, that aren't showing up, like really evaluate if those people are your friends. We are going into a season where support authenticity is important. And if you're not surrounded by those things, if you don't have those people around you and what are they even doing there why are you why are you spending time um allowing that type of energy to 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 be around you so um, we talked about that we did the chef episode 
I feel like I'm forgetting one. Oh, we talked. I talked to Nat about um about wheelchair able people. So the season's already kind of started off amazingly. Um, I've got an episode coming up with Chantel and Kyle where we just we really kind of talk about so many things. I'm um, titled Win the Day. Um, we did a women's panel. We've got um got some other things just on the horizon that that I really am excited about. And I I never want to miss an opportunity to thank you guys for being with me on this journey. Thank you for um, settling in with me, for giving me your feedback, for kind of rocking with me because you don't have to, right? Podcasts aren't for everybody. I'm not for everybody. So I appreciate every person that has reached out to me, that has connected me with somebody, um, that has that has given me their feedback that has said, hey, I want you to talk about this, but I don't want to be the one that you talk to. So I just want you to know that I see you, that I appreciate you, that you guys continue to feed the battery in my back. Um, you continue to motivate me in a way that I am most appreciative of. Um, Mother's Day just passed. So I want to give you know a shout out to everybody that's a mom that's listening to this. It is not easy. We are, um, we are kind of the super people, um, of this world. And I hope that you enjoyed your day. I want to give a super special shout out to my own mom who, um, listens to the podcast every week. She listens early sometimes when I need her to, she gives me honest feedback. Um, I love her. She is my rock. She is my everything. Um, my son was here this week and he, um, he was like, we gonna all have to die at the same time. Like I just don't know. I he he told me that we either all were gonna have to die at the same time, or that once Nana was gone, um, he hoped that I didn't die until he was old enough to be in a nursing facility and with no memory of who I was. I don't really know how I was supposed to take that, other than like he is not prepared to be without his mom or his Nana, which. You know, I kind of just took the love out of that. I don't really know how to take the rest of the stuff. Um, but, you know, Ma, I know you're going to hear this. I know that I've said it to you before. I know that I said it to you on Sunday. But um, I want to go on record to tell you that I love you and that you are my everything and that you have been a um, a very important uh, influential person in my life. You continue to be that for me. And, um, I would not be who I am or where I am without you. And I just, I just appreciate you. I appreciate your support. Everybody's mom doesn't, everybody doesn't have the mom that I have. And I don't take that for granted. And so not just on Mother's Day, but every day, I want you to know how much I love you. Um, I also want to shout out my baby who made me a Gigi. Um, she is doing an amazing job and she, you know, does as as much as she can to get it right. Um, she leans on me a lot for advice and support. Um, but I believe 1000% that she could do it without me. She could do it on her own. Um, she's strong and independent. Um, show me the other day that she, that we were literally the same person. And again, like much with Michael's comment, I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel about some of those things. Um, but her and her brother and sister turned out all right. So I guess I'll take it. But, um, anyway, I just want to wish the two people, um, the two most important mothers in my, my life personally, a happy mother's day and everybody else that listened, um, or that's listening a happy mother's day. And, um, any, anyway, uh, if you don't take anything else from the things I've said today, just, um, behave like you belong.